This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's episode is brought to you by my Dating Accelerator Group Program, the new and improved 10-week version of my most popular group coaching program is launching this week. If you're ready to level up your love life, then the Dating Accelerator Group Program is designed just for you. You will get 10 weekly video lessons, which will walk you step-by-step through how to develop your new dating life. And then we will put those concepts into action in five live group coaching sessions with me. You'll also get a 30-minute private Q&A session on Facebook Live with me every single week, plus a dating workbook to record your dating exercises and track your progress towards the meaningful relationship that you want and that you deserve. And we've added some more success story videos on our sign-up page that'll show you exactly how the Dating Accelerator can work for you at demonahoffman.com slash group. This is my signature program, and it is the one and only time that I will be offering it this year. So don't wait for your love story to unfold. Make the magic happen. The fun begins this week. Go to demonahoffman.com slash group or check for the link in the show notes. Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I just want somebody to share my life with. I never said, just so you know, I'm fat. A thin person doesn't have to say, hey, I'm thin. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Welcome, lovers, to another great episode. You know, recently I've been getting a lot of questions about body anxiety and feeling uncomfortable in your body and... I'll be honest, I feel it too. After having been inside for so long with my new guilty pleasure, Doritos, (laughs) and away from my pre-pandemic workout routine, I have to acknowledge that I look different, a lot of us look different at this time in the pandemic, and it's worth talking about dating comfortably, whatever your size or your relationship with your body. So today I'm talking to Alex Stewart and Nikki Nunez. They're co-hosts of the reality series Dating in the Modern Age and also the Swipe Fat podcast, a podcast created by and for plus-size women. A little disclaimer and trigger warning, the way that Alex and Nikki talk about their bodies and their experience is frank and refreshing and liberating. I know I have a lot to learn from them, and they will teach us all about body neutrality and the body positivity movement and why it is okay and actually encouraged for you to embrace the word fat. As I've spent a lot of time recovering from my own disordered eating as a teenager and struggling with my own body image concerns. This is definitely one of my trigger words. So if you feel the same way, 
I just encourage you to stick with us. It's worth hearing what they have to say. And I promise their perspective and advice is brilliant for every person with a body. And I think that must be you. But first, you know we have these juicy headlines, including unpopular opinion. You might be expecting too much from your dating app matches. And wedding bells for Brittany and what you can learn from the engagement announcement fallout. Then in Dear Demona, I'll answer your questions, including should you wait until you're at your ideal weight to date? I wasn't trying to rhyme, but it's pretty cute, isn't it? And how do we feel about long-distance relationships and traveling during the Delta crisis? Lovers, this is an important one, so let's dish. D's dating dish. This story came across my desk. Turns out some of you have not been so clever in your online dating pickup lines. A fella on Hinge has been sending the same line to multiple women, which must have been working for him pretty well for a while, because he would say, this is the nicest photo I've seen in my entire Hinge career. And you know how on Hinge you have to respond to a specific photo. You can't just swipe right and match. You actually have to say something so... This is a shortcut he came up with to jump into the conversation and to give the woman a compliment that was not so specific that it might be off-putting and would allow him probably to send a few more messages. Well, it backfired on him, of course, because he sent it to two ladies at the same time, and it turns out those ladies were roommates. So they wrote back and said, you sent this to my friend as well. Uh, He responds with, how did you know I said that to her? Did it go in your group chat? And she said, no, no, we live together. (laughs) Well, what's what's a humiliated guy to do but to post his chat on Twitter to the tune of 40,000 likes and tons of retweets. And I would say if we could unpack this experience, I think there's something to be said on both sides of this that could help you all in improving your messaging on apps. First of all, on the side of the of the receiver of these messages. Of course, she had to acknowledge that it was sent to her roommate, but it got me thinking, and I know this is kind of an unpopular opinion, it got me thinking, why should we expect a specific message sent to us in that initial message? Now, you know my philosophy is that you should send a specific message that's a comment plus a question, something really easy to jump into the conversation with. But I also know that a lot, especially for men sending messages to women, a lot of those messages end up getting overlooked. And if you spend a lot of time cultivating the perfect response, then you're not getting enough at-bats to actually make a connection. And then you get discouraged, right? Because you're sending so many messages that aren't getting the response and you're putting so much into it. So I know a lot of people have defaulted to this static pickup line. So I wonder if maybe we could normalize that initial message, not necessarily being something so specific, because I've seen on the other side that we have this expectation of if this person didn't send me a very specific message, then it means that they don't care and I'm not that special. But how could you be that special? Because you don't know that person yet. They're only responding to what you said in your profile. And again, this is just the first moment of connection. The other thing that I would say that is definitely his bad is I think we need to 
stop with the posting of messages that are intended to be private in a public sphere. I know it is so easy to screenshot what your match said to you or their um, their off-putting profile, but I feel that there's an unsaid code of conduct within the dating apps where the purpose of most people on the apps is to be as vulnerable as possible, share as much as they can to be able to make a connection. And I find that it erodes our trust in one another and in the dating apps when we are taking screenshots. It's always up to you how you choose to move forward. But for my listeners, I would really encourage you to stop the practice of sharing on the dating apps and screenshotting private messages and if we can all start to have more regard for one another in our private communications, then maybe we can do a little bit to make a big change in culture. Britney Spears, she is free. She is free to marry whomever she wants. And so she will. She has gotten engaged to her boyfriend, Sam Eshgari, and people are having all kinds of feelings about it. Everybody, including celebrities, are weighing on on what she should do. Now, this is her third marriage. She was married to Kevin Federline, K-Fed, you remember that. She was also married to a fellow named Jason Alexander for a whopping 55 hours. That was a Las Vegas quickie wedding and quickie annulment. And now there's Sam. Now, we talked about Sam when the Free Britney movement was really picking up steam earlier this summer. And I was saying that Sam really seems to be in it for the right reasons and be supporting Britney through all of this. This has been a tremendously challenging experience for her. But, you know, people have thoughts. Octavia Spencer told her to get a prenup and that caused a whole big stir. But Sam responded in the best of humor by saying, of course, we're getting an ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep and shoe collection in case she dumps me one day. (laughs) So what does all this mean for you? Whenever I talk about celebrity stories, it's always so that you can learn from their experiences and see how you can apply it to your own life. People are always asking me, what are the signs? How do you know when somebody is the right one for you? And especially in a situation like Britney's where her own father is taking advantage of her, has taken advantage of her financially for years. You have to really be able to read the signs to know that somebody's in it for the right reasons. But for you, I would say knowing that that person is willing to defend you, even against your own family members, is really, really important. Knowing that they are able to support you, even in the tough times, Like I said earlier, she's been through it this year and he's always been there supporting her and not not speaking out for her or leveraging her success for his own gain. And someone who can love you for all of your stuff. We all have stuff that we bring to the table. In her case, it's kids. It's two prior weddings. It's all of her family drama. And he's willing to to get involved even in spite of that. So you can only reveal that in time over slow love, of course. But as you reveal more parts of yourself and see that that person leans and wants to support you through it, those are good signs that this person is in it for the right reasons and may be able to stick with you through the long haul. Those are the headlines. But in a moment, we'll be talking to Alex Stewart and Nikki Nunez, the wonderful women behind the Swipe Fat podcast. So don't go anywhere. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. I'm here with Alex Stewart and Nikki Nunez of the Swipe Fat podcast. This podcast chronicles their dating and relationship experiences as plus size women and shares insights on how to be comfortable in your own body. Please help me give big smooches to my guests, Alex and Nikki. Hi. Thank you you for having us. Oh, I am so glad that you're here because we got to talk about your podcast, first of all. And we also need to talk about your experiences on the dating apps. My listeners know I'm 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 bullish on the dating apps, but I know that they can be a mixed bag. (laughs) So your podcast is called Swipe Fat. And so first, I just want to I just want to get the language out of the way because even like me saying it like I'm kind of old school gals and I'm like I get uncomfortable even saying like saying saying fat like using Mm -hmm. fat as an adjective but it's just like you guys kind of look at it as an empowerment stance talk to me about that educate to us it's just a word um that's a descriptor like any other adjective like you would say someone is skinny um we as society have just decided that fat is a bad thing and that's why people don't want to use it um and are uncomfortable using it i think everyone has a different level of comfortability of like what word they want to use and that's fine because not everyone's at the same level of body acceptance so we are very comfortable with saying fat um, but some people might be more comfortable saying plus size um or curvy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important to to own to own your words and own how you want to be how you want to be portrayed. Um, on dating apps, I I feel like I've been in this game for a minute. I've been helping people for over fifteen years, and I'm going to admit something. I have helped people of like all different races, all different religions, all different genders and orientation options. And I will say that I've had the biggest challenges in helping plus size women specifically to have success on dating apps. That's just, that's just factual. And I wonder if it's something about like the particular dating apps. Do you feel like there are different different apps that are more inclusive that are more body positive or do you think it's it's something that's like societally that needs to shift most apps are fat phobic i think if like if you go and you look in certain apps um like you go to download the app and you look at their reviews they're like oh that's this one's for fat people like and it's just a normal dating app (laughs) Uh, dating apps are so superficial but i think there are some things you can do to make your profile stand out more and to make yourself more confident on the dating apps. Tell us some of those things. And I know like on Swipe Fat, you you try different apps, you talk about your experiences, you you change different factors on your profile and you get different results. So give me a little bit of your juice. <laughs> yeah, Nikki's like an expert. Um, she really is. When she like redesigned mine, 
um, my profile, I got a lot more matches. But I think Mm -hmm. she's right. It's like, um, well, we always recommend using um, photos that make you feel really comfortable and don't have filters um, Mm -hmm. and show you from all angles. And um, I like to show pictures of myself with my friends of different sizes so that they can see what I really look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think Mm -hmm. being genuine about my size is really important Mm -hmm. um so that i'm not i don't end up on a date with a guy who's disappointed or Mm -hmm. upset like i catfished him or fat fished him um is that a word yes (laughs) i don't think you should have to identify yourself at all a thin person doesn't have to say hey i'm thin (laughs) (laughs) when i was online dating i just went into it i put truthful pictures up i never said just so you know, I'm fat. I didn't, besides an experiment on the podcast, I never put in my bio that I was fat. And yeah, there's once in a while, you'll get the guys who give you the look of disappointment. Like that when you walk in and they're like, oh, like every fat woman knows this look. And, um, but most of the time, if you're truthful and your your authentic self online, you're going to be okay. There are the idiots who, mm-hmm. who think you're mm-hmm. thinner or are disappointed or put their perceptions on you, but most of the time you're going to be okay. Do you agree with that, Alex? Yeah, I agree. I think that maybe you're not going to have as much many like DMs or um, messages on dating apps as your smaller friends, but that doesn't mean that you can't find someone who wants to be with you for who you are authentically, as long as you're presenting your authentic self. I think a lot of times we see, um, we have a Facebook group for our podcast. We see a lot of women putting up their profiles for people to talk about, you know, like, oh, how does, how do I look in this photo and this one? And we see a lot of people using filters, um, from like Snapchat or Instagram. And it's just like, that's, you're not portraying yourself as you. And I think that that's the most important thing. And, you know, I think why, when Nikki changed my profile, it was like, you know, she can see myself more as me than maybe I can sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think it's helpful to be able to talk to people um, and show, and especially another fat person, um, because I can show them to my skinny friends or my straight size friends and they can give me their opinion, but it might not be one that's going to be as helpful when I'm trying to date online um, because I'm different than them. What were some of the changes that she made to your profile? She put up a picture of me in a bathing suit. Yeah, uh, that was a, a big one for me. I was like, I'm basically naked. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so I put up photos that showed her personality. Once mm-hmm. with friends. Um, I had her in a bathing suit in Aruba with flamingos. It was adorable. She was living her best life. Um, she loves drinking, like, and going out and having fun. So her having fun out in public. Um, she's active. Like she goes to the gym all the time. She loves riding bikes. So I put one with her um, on a Divi bike. I just like, it's showing your whole personality in the, you know, or trying to, to encompass everything. Yeah. Did you experience Alex then? Were you getting just more matches? Were you getting better quality messages? How did you define, you know, a a better experience on the apps? Yeah, I think I was getting more matches, but also better quality um, messages as well. Um, like guys who actually wanted to, you know, not just hang out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you cycle through the different apps on any sort of 
sort of schedule? Like, are you like, oh, I'll give a month to Tinder? Or is it just when you feel like switching apps? I feel like when I, because Nikki's in a relationship. Um, <laughs> I, I um, yeah, I'll like when I, I like take breaks a lot because I feel like for my mental health, I, I need to. But when I, um, when I want to cycle back in, I'll usually use a new one. So the one I wasn't using before, I'll try, try that one. Yeah, it's like usually cyclical. But yeah, I think um, it has helped with um, messaging first and like catchy things like fun things and give us some being, of those fun things like um doing like a mary f kill <laughs> those are really fun yeah it makes it creative so it's not just the same all like oh where do you live what do you do yeah what are your we're hobbies so yeah we're so tired of those conversations you can it's make like it drinking wine in my on my couch is my hobby. <laughs> Mine too, girlfriend. <laughs> um, you know, another thing that comes up a lot when I'm working with plus size women is this this um, fear of being fetishized. And I know that's something that you touch on in the show as well. First of all, what do you say to to the women that feel like they're going to be fetishized if they like put their real self out there and they can't really trust that the people coming in are coming in for the right reason. I think you can immediately tell when somebody is there just for your body and not for your whole self because you're getting like weird messages that are immediately sexual and about your size and things they want to do with you or want you to do to mm -hmm. them. But people are attracted to curves and like bigger women. They're attracted to fat people. And I think we have to train our brain to be like, oh, well, that's it's there's nothing wrong with them if they're attracted to me because that's society has told us that something's wrong. But there are people who will fetishize you. And but I think you should go in with an open mind and not automatically assume just because a man's attracted to you that they're going to fetishize you. See, this is really important because I hear this a lot also with daters that are like, Oh, I'm afraid of interracial dating because what if I get fetishized for my race? And I feel like if you go in with the assumption or the fear that you're going to be fetishized, um, then I feel like you will see more that that will be what you're focused on. And then you're going to see it more. I'll be honest. I I mean, I grew up as a, a, a fat kid and there I still have a lot of fear of people like, you know, laughing at me or like <laughs> calling me out for my size right so that's something that i feel like we we take with us into the dating space for anyone that is feeling that fear and that uh is carrying it or maybe for me maybe you can talk to me <laughs> like how do you how do you let that go I think it's exactly what Nikki said. It's sort of like you have to realize that like people are going to like you for you. And because I had a, I mean, I still do have a fear of being fetishized um, or had a larger one, I think, when we started the podcast. And I still at times like find myself, um, I don't know, almost like judging other people for their size or, you know, it's like these things that come in that are like just ingrained in me right mm -hmm. um and it's from society that i like took those things in and then i like internalized them and i have fat phobia sometimes you know like i'm a fat person but it can happen from my perspective too and it's almost like i'm judging myself 
kind of like what Nikki was saying, like I'm saying to myself, like, you're not worthy. And that's sort of like where the fear comes from, because I'm so worried that people are only going to love me for my body when it really is, you know, I need to flip the script and like, think about it as someone's going to love me despite, not despite, that's a wrong word to say, but like, because of all of the things about me Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be just about what I look like. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really the hard thing with the swipe apps and the swipe factor has made it so much based on the, the photos and Mm -hmm. just this initial attraction. And when we are carrying this fat phobia that a lot of people are carrying, it doesn't let all of these great things that you have shine through past that sometimes. So I wonder if for the people listening who are plus size that feel have felt the things that, that we've been talking about on dating apps, if there are any tips for then maybe dating offline or dating in alternative spaces, you know, maybe you can offer some other avenues if anyone's feeling really like frustrated and, and judged and on, you know, not safe dating on the apps. Yeah. In in the the wild. wild. How I would prefer and how I've met most of the people that I've uh, dated have all been in the wild and not on apps. Um, I think it's just a way more like when I'm out and about, like I'm myself and I'm not thinking about all of those things, right? I'm just really me. And it's like my personality gets to shine through and it's less about my body and more about the whole package. So, I mean, I think that going out is harder in a pandemic, but it definitely is like the the way to do it. Um, like usually in, I would say in two people, not like a whole pack of women, <laughs> like you don't want to overwhelm. I'm, most men are not going to approach, um, a group of four, but they'll approach a group of two. Um, and I mean, I approach people, especially during like sporting events. I feel like that's so easy to just go to a bar and like sit at the, sit at the bar and talk about sports. You know what I mean? That's a great, great piece of advice. And I often tell our listeners to flip the flip the ratio. Like, you know, if you go to a sports bar, you're probably going to be one of few women that are Mm -hmm. there. And so the odds are going to be in your favor. So everybody think about like, where can I go where I'm going to be a hot commodity (laughs) and the odds are going to be in your in your favor? Um. When you are dating in the wild, as you say, are there tips that you have to like things that someone can do to make connections, to like get out of their shell? And, you know, you said people will approach if there's only two, but are there things that you can actively do to like get the conversation started? I mean, I feel like there's all those tips and tricks of like making eye contact and, you know, like, um, all those things, but I've sent shots to guys before. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Right. I think you gotta have guts. I think that there's some sort of, I mean, having confidence is difficult and building that is hard for a lot of, um, fat women and plus size women. And, you know, it's taken me a really long time to feel really comfortable as who I am in my body, um, and who I am. But like, 
I think it's like mantras, like, right? Like in the morning and just like, I am just like amazing. Who wouldn't want to be with me? Right? Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I think you can approach people. You don't have to wait for them to approach you. Um, shots, drinks is the, probably one of the easiest ways. <laughs> or if you overhear their conversation and it's something that interests you, kind of like just chime in. Not in an awkward way, but like, you know, be like, mm, well, I heard differently or something like that, you know, mm. and be flirty. Be flirty. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And especially like after the year we've had. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like just... I like I don't care anymore. You know, it's like <laughs> it's 2021. We made it through this insane thing. We're not even through it yet. But it's like we like who cares anymore? Right. Like if I get rejected. OK, fine. I got rejected. Like move on next. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and like, they don't really even hard. know you. Like it's, it's yeah. not even, we can't even see it as a rejection really. Cause it's like, what are they rejecting? Like they don't, they're, they're rejecting based on one little slice of what they see and they don't know you. They don't know what you have to well, offer. And we don't know what their situation too. is either. I think, yeah. you know, and everyone has preferences and I think that's completely and totally fine. Um, and if their preference isn't you, then that move on. We got to find someone else. You know what I mean? Well, that's a whole other conversation. Preferences, <laughs> I think, are are just a manifestation of our experiences and limiting beliefs. But uh, that's a whole other show. <laughs> I am so excited that you were able to be with, with me and share your insights. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Give the Swipe Fat podcast a listen, and you can look out for them on Instagram as well, at Swipe Fat. Next up, I will tackle the questions you've submitted this week, including dating after weight loss and the pros and cons of long-distance dating. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. So many great questions. Here are two that top the list this week. Dear Damona. Damona, help me. Hi, Damona. My name is Sam. I discovered your podcast earlier this summer, and you've become my favorite podcast and dating coach. I'm wondering if you might have some advice for me. I would like to find my lifetime partner, but I'm 50 pounds overweight and I'm relocating from New York to Colorado in a couple of years. I've heard you say not to wait until you're at some goal weight to look for love, and I get that, but I've also heard you say to be the most comfortable with yourself that you can be when dating, and I definitely feel better and more confident when I'm healthier and in better shape. And by the way, I've already lost 10 pounds, and I feel so much better, so I'm getting there. But I also grew up in a very controlling household, and I do not want to change my plans for relocating for anybody. Living in the mountains has been a lifelong dream of mine, and I've worked really hard, and I'm really close to making it happen. So what do you think? Should I start dating again or wait until I've relocated and feel better physically? Thank you so much, and thank you so much for all of the advice that you give us. Okay, bye. 
First of all, I just want to reiterate what you said in your question, that you don't need to wait for anything to find love. If you feel your best and you are ready to put yourself out there and make connections, you shouldn't be waiting for any particular life events to unfold to make that happen. So if you said to me that you were moving in a couple of weeks, I might say maybe put a pause on the dating. But if you're looking out a couple of years, why delay your happiness for years? Because you might fall in love with someone who lives in a different place or who may potentially live in a different place from you a couple of years from now. Reading between the lines here a bit, I sense that you may be, maybe unconsciously, looking for reasons to delay putting yourself online or putting yourself out there. And I can understand why you would have those concerns. We have very real fears of rejection, fears of uh, disappointment. And by telling yourself, I don't want to fall in love yet because what if I move and have to move away? You're actually you're attaching yourself to one hypothetical outcome that is justifying your decision not to take action in the present moment. So if you would for me, go ahead and cross that off of your reasons list. Hopefully I've given you good reason to take that away. As far as body image, I really wanted to include this question in this week's episode since we talked so much about body image. You've definitely heard me say on the show before that there is no ideal weight to date. And it really hurts my heart when people tell me that they will be ready to put themselves online when they lose 10, 20, 50 pounds. Hopefully you were inspired by Nikki and Alex and hearing that there is no perfect size to date, that you can find love at any size, but the key is being comfortable in your own skin. And if you're in the process of losing weight, I understand that also your relationship with your body is in the process of changing right now as as we speak. And so that may be a difficult thing for you to grasp in the moment, but that's the thing that I would really love for you to spend some time working on and really finding ways to, even without the weight loss, feel better, feel happier, and feel healthier. Because really, that is the goal, ultimately. Like, I want you to be healthy. And if weight loss is a part of that process, then great. But it is not connected to your worthiness in love. So I think you know what I'm saying here, Sam. I think what I'm saying is, why not? Why not open up to love and Try the dating apps where you are. You could even, if you're planning to move, try some of the features that allow you to search in the city where you're going to be moving. But remember that you are the designer of your life. And the way that you think about yourself, the way you think about your life, the way that you think about your future partner is directly going to impact your experience in the now. So if you can just create space for yourself to step into that life that you want in whatever body that you're in, in whatever location that you're living, then it can be possible for you. But until you make that decision for yourself, you'll always be looking for reasons that it's not the right time for you. And you know, you know that saying, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Second best time to plant a tree is right now. You know, we had a webinar last week on dating in the Delta era, Decoded, 
If you missed it, no worries. We did get a number of questions there that I wasn't able to address live. So I wanted to tackle one of them today from a webinar attendee named Jay. Jay says, I recently met a guy on a dating app and things are going well. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had a chance to FaceTime, text, had a virtual date the other evening and chat on the phone periodically. But we haven't met IRL yet because his job takes him away often. And in fact... He's out of town now for the next couple of months for training. Since he's out of town and he really wants to see me in person, he invited me to visit him in the training city. I'm hesitant because we didn't get a chance to meet in person in our city before he left. Should I continue to get to know him virtually and wait until he returns from training in a couple of months to see him in person? Or should I fly down there to see him in person sooner? Jay, this is like a rom-com unfolding for you right before our very eyes. You have a big moment ahead of you and you can choose to step into it and to trust fate or to pull back from it and stay in the safety. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of rom-coms, but I do think we get these magical moments in our lives where we have, it's like sliding doors, right? And we have an opportunity to say yes. A lot of time in the Dating Accelerator, I tell people, adopt an attitude of yes. And if you can just for a time say yes to things you normally would say no to, Who knows how your fate might unfold differently? That said, I know there's been a little something going around, a little Delta thing uh, that I heard about. So that's the first question I think we just have to ask. Like, love aside, are you comfortable getting on a plane right now and traveling in the midst of COVID? That's your first question to answer. Because if the answer is no, like, Everything that I say from this point forward is going to be irrelevant. If the answer is yes, I could see traveling, traveling is okay. I would be comfortable with that. Then I think you have a grand opportunity. And and with any long distance relationship or even online romance, there has to be that point where you meet up in person and see if it's real. And we could stay in this fantasy land of talking online and virtual dating for the longest time when we have to. But if there is a window here where you can actually see if this is real and it sounds like a fun adventure to you, girl, I would I would encourage you to go for it because clearly you have a connection. Clearly he is invested. If he's willing to fly you down there, I don't know, hopefully it's not all on your own dime. Like maybe you could split the cost or something. And you're both willing to carve out the time to see where this can go. I think there's a great happy ending that could be waiting for you. If nothing else, you got a fun adventure to a new city. You got to meet a new person and see what happens. But if you don't go, I would say you have to still find a way to make those virtual dates feel fun and exciting and still let that anticipation build for when you are going to be in the same city a couple of months from now. Another good tip if you are going to be meeting him in another city just for safety and just for the fact that it might not work out, I always recommend for my long distance daters that are doing this to get your own hotel room so you have your own space and you can also retain some of that magic of going out and meeting up and still having the experience of being out together without things already going from zero to 60 right away. But with a 
a little bit of planning and with a little bit of giving yourself over to the possibility of what could unfold, it sounds like you have a very exciting decision awaiting you. This is your rom-com sliding doors moment. And the doors of the train are opening. And the question is up to you if you feel like you're ready to step onto that train and see where it takes you. Let us know what happens. Oh, this was such a juicy one. I so enjoyed episode 379 of Dates and Mates. I hope you did too. Hit me up on all of the socials. You can send me a DM with your question at Damona Hoffman or or leave me a voicemail just like Sam did. I'm at 424-246-6255 anytime, day or night. We'll be back next Tuesday with Zipporah Kingsbury. She's a somatic intimacy and relationship educator. It's going to be a very different kind of episode that will shake you to your core. <laughs> You'll understand what I mean next week. But before we go, I've got to remind you, it's last call for the Dating Accelerator program. It starts this week and it's not too late to sign up. What are you waiting for? Go and make your relationship magic happen for you. You can find what's inside the program and see more success story videos so that you can become my next one if you go to DemonaHoffman.com slash group or click the link in the show notes. Until next week, I wish you happy dating.